right, what's up, guys? Welcome into episode number three, the Checkerboard Check-In. Here with the crew, as always, got Sawyer Murphy, D. Scott, Keenan, the regular goons, as always. How you doing, boys? Doing good. Well, hey, good got a round of golf in today, in case any of you didn't know. Yeah, we may have heard that a couple times. Oh, we Just a little jealous. Yeah. So it's been a good day. Yeah, yeah. How cold was it over there in uh, old Waynesboro? Uh, uh, not not too bad, you know, until it got about dark. You know, like I was telling y'all earlier, uh, couldn't see the ball on the on the last hole, so I, I bombed a drive. Looked at my club, hit it right in the middle of the club face. Never found it, so I was kind of peed off about that. But it's just how it goes sometimes. Level of darkness doesn't affect my play at all. It just it's <laughs> consistently <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, just consistently bad. Day, night, in between, whatever. Doesn't matter. Well, we got a couple things to get to today. Don't know where y'all want to start off at. A little quick rundown. Got Kevin Steele, obviously former Auburn uh, defensive coordinator, got the addition of him. We don't know what he's doing officially yet, as in true Tennessee fashion. He's he's here. He's doing something. We just don't know what yet. Um, I'm sure they'll be very – Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll be very quick to get us that info too. I'll hit up the athletic department tomorrow and let them know we, we really need to know. We got that. Just the latest on whatever coaching rumors going around. Transfer portal talk, which here the last couple weeks, little little good, little bad. We discussed last week, Vols got a QB in the mix now, but you need offensive linemen, and we're down one of those now. Never good. Mm-hmm. And then I've got one. Um, we can save it for the end, though. A little fun. Pick one player from the 2021 season, any team next year that you want to add to Tennessee. I have a pretty good idea think of what most people's picks are going to be at least the position i don't think mine's anything too outlandish but any other things lady vols playing right now how much are they up by right now what's the score they're uh, down they're one down one down one left in the third the top 25 lady vols we might add now oh yeah that's right they get that title right yeah, you know all about titles, don't you, D. Scott? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> Somewhat of an expert. Yeah, yeah. That's the assistant to the regional manager, Dylan Scott. <laughs> what about the arm? Yeah, that the, would be D. Taylor. Yeah, that's that's me, of course. Yeah. That's the only person suited for the job. So. The regional manager always needs a good arm. You can't have a good <laughs> hand without a good arm. RIP office on Netflix. Yeah, no. Screw, screw, hey, NBA. screw. Comedy Central been playing it like crazy, though. Yeah, I'm recording it always. Yeah, just, just. I, I, I got Peacock just for The Office and Parks and Rec. I might have to do it. Parks and Rec. Parks I'm, and Rec I'm, still, I'm still in the mad phase right now, where I'm gonna sulk about it for a couple of days. Then I'm sure I'll have to get it again. <laughs> well, we can start with Kevin Steele, I guess. Um. Former Auburn defensive coordinator, like I said, was a player at UT, transferred to UT back in what was that? Had to be like the 80s. You no, know, he's he's 64 now, in his mid 60s, I believe. Here from 78 to 79. 78 I could be wrong. 79. Something like that. 
Well, so like we said before, I mean, I think I said it earlier in the week. I don't think you bring in a guy like Kevin Steele to be a analyst, anything like that. He, even even yeah. if that's his official title when the season gets rolling. I mean, it's no no question that struggle struggled at linebacker this year, except with the exception of Henry T, of course, our God Henry T. But everywhere else, pretty rough. The secondary didn't didn't play like a Jeremy Pruitt secondary should in, in many respects. So I mean I we don't we don't know exactly what he's gonna do, but just my thoughts and we'll get into what y'all think too. I mean, I think he's at least co defensive coordinator. I, I don't know who winds up actually calling the shots, which is kind of I, I think it's a good thing any anytime you can add a coach like that of his of his resume to the staff, but at the same time you, you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. And I think that could, mm-hmm. you've got Pruitt, Ansley, and Steele now. Um, we can get into what y'all think. That's, that's just kind of my thoughts, though. Uh, all I got to say is we better be the best defensive team in the nation with, the, with that staff. Uh, I think if Pruitt didn't get the job in 2017, there's a decent chance that Steele gets the job. Uh, former has always loved Steele. And that was, I know he interviewed him in 2017. And, um, you know, his his chops as far as coaching a position can be questioned. But as far as recruiting goes, you, you're not going to you're not going to find a better defensive name than Kevin Steele. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, we, we've got a defensive line position open, too, and uh, Rodney Garner, I mean, he, he as good as as good as a coach he is, I think his recruiting is out of this world. I mean, that's that would probably be the main reason you bring him on. You do need a coach, obviously. Obviously, Jeremy Pruitt can't do both of those. We've got to make sure he can he can master what he needs to master first before he's sticking his hand in other other positions. But I don't know if you get Rodney Garner, but I, I think there's a strong chance. Yeah, no, it's a lot to if if we get Gardner, it'll help with the the transfer portal. The Auburn guys in the transfer portal, that'd be good. Big so, Cat Bryant. Yeah. That's one. Uh, I know Christian Alabama, Perry. which that's part of the portal talk too, but Alabama, um, Eddie Smith, defensive back. From everything mm-hmm. I know, it was down to us and us and Alabama. He got a late offer from Alabama and probably for the best he went there. But I know we need help in the secondary. We got Bryce Thompson gone. Uh, I did see Kenneth George returning. I think that happened from the last time we met. Kenneth George will be coming back for another season. I'd say I don't think Alante has officially announced it, but I think Alante will probably be back. So yeah. you, you got a little bit of good news there, and you could possibly have more coming. But, yeah, I, I think with, with transfers, having a coach come in like that, which – all, all the talk on Vol Twitter when it happened was that this definitely means Pruitt is staying. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a pretty solid assumption now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's going anywhere mm-hmm. now. Say what you will about this investigation, but it – I think if something that that bad was going to come out by now, I think it would have already, personally. Yeah. You're not going to allow the guy to hire somebody if you're just going to turn around and fire him. And right. Then- 
that's have that's, somebody restructure the whole staff. Right. I mean, that's that's what somebody finally came out and said. I saw on Twitter. I think one of y'all liked it that you Pruitt may. I mean, th- this wasn't just. I don't think you can hire somebody like that without Jeremy Pruitt knowing. Like that was some yeah. of the people on there were talking about. Like this is he's being brought in to be a head coach and waiting. Something. I mean, I I think that's pretty ridiculous honestly I don't think you're you're going to tell your head coach hey here's your new defensive coordinator and him just oh okay yeah that's fine whatever so I think that puts a lot of that talk to bed honestly but you never know Rocky Top is a uh, strange place especially in off seasons the roller coaster ride yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's the best way to describe it so but I think you put it best, D. Taylor, about – or Keenan, whoever said it, you don't bring somebody like Kevin Steele in to be an analyst. Yeah. I mean, the type of resume that he has – I mean, he was a, the national recruiter of the year in, like, I think it said 2005 with Florida State. I mean, the last five or six years, maybe not this year, his defense is ranked in the top 20 nationally in points per game. So I mean, every year I think he, I believe he won the Broyles Award a few years ago as well as the nation's top assistant. Yeah, I think it was 2017. Yeah, but I mean, we obviously struggled defensively. Bringing in a guy like Steele, who you know can help you recruit. Personally, I think he'll be the linebacker, inside linebackers coach, and that, and it's like I asked on more important issues. You know, does that mean Moose is gone, Niedermeyer? I think he is. That's just me personally. I don't have any inside sources. But, I mean, just knowing, looking at Steele's resume, he was a linebacker's coach in the NFL. So, that kind of, to me, I mean, you already have defensive coordinator and Derek Ansley. So, I don't know. And from everything I've seen on Twitter, whatever, Moose is gone. So, I don't know. I think still definitely be a huge addition and our defense will look better next year. Can't look much worse. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely can't hurt anything. That's, that's for sure. He definitely is going to help improve things. Um, And I think talking about Rodney Garner, you got to make that phone call if you're Fulmer, Pruitt, whoever, Um, because you need a defensive line coach. You know, like you said, D Taylor, you can't be doing two things as a head coach. He has to figure out, how to be a head coach first before he can try to coach the whole team and then coach a unit. So um, got to make that phone call to Garner, got to make that happen and then try to get an offensive line coach because we're losing another offensive lineman in addition to the two that you just graduated and going to the NFL with Trey Smith. So I don't know. I I just, something's got to happen now. We can't keep sitting around and, you know, being quiet and sitting on our hands and waiting for this investigation to finish. You got to wrap this thing up and, get get a coaching staff put together that's that's just me and you can put together the best defensive staff in america but if your offense doesn't change any from last year then we're in the same spot that's that's the right. problem that's the problem with this team and going to like talking about the o-line coach i think it was like a week or two ago i saw that the favorite to land the job was a. Uh, I think his name's Jim Turner, the guy the Bengals just fired. And looking at his resume, it's like a complete 180 from Kevin Steele. Like everywhere that he's been, it's just no good. In NFL, college, wherever he's been. But that's a typical Tennessee hire, if there ever was one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. It fits the description. The perfect crime. Yeah. They were looking at Bo Davis, weren't they, before he ended up going, was it to Texas? Yeah, I think so. Was he was he with the Lions? Is that who it was? Yeah. 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 He was the top target from what I was reading. But I've seen something. Is Doug Marone up for the offensive line coach or the head God, coach? I hope not. Where did, where did Doug Marone come from? I just saw I it saw, on- I saw a Marone Cheney uh projection as our coaching staff uh, still Marone and Cheney projection and I oh my god I would hate that I would hate that with Cheney and Marone in the same room that room is going to smell like beef and cheese constantly <laughs> I mean that's that's the only I can't tell you anything for certain about Tennessee football but that's you've got at least what between those two guys, you've got at least 700 pounds a man just in the room like that. So you have a good you have a good guard tandem, is what it looks like to me. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I said. I, I wrote an article last year before this ever even before I think it was before we went to Volunteer Roadshow. It was right after right after Pruitt had assembled this staff. I, there's been a few leaves since then. But I think it was pretty close to the main core guys that are still here, was still here for this last season with Will Friend, people like that still on. But that was that was the whole point of my article was the assistant coaches as players. Like where where would you put them on the field? And Jim Chaney, I mean, that's that's what I wrote about him back then. There would be enough pancakes for an IHOP in there. I mean, can you imagine that guy on the offensive line? Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's it's gonna it's gonna be that and you're gonna need more more insurance on chairs, seats in the facility, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. The Doug Marone stuff, oh uh, typical Tennessee is about all I'll say about that. That's all I can say. Maybe we'd hire him, maybe it'd be great, but it would be just us to hire a coach that no ill will towards him, but uh I mean, he didn't exactly light it up with I – don't, I don't feel like a, just a terrible roster in the NFL. I mean, the Jaguars aren't good. Nobody's trying to say they're good here, but I've, I've seen a lot worse NFL teams over the years. But they've got Urban Myers about a couple year, hours ago, so we'll see how that goes. They're going to have Trevor Lawrence, too. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see Trevor Lawrence in a Jaguars uniform lining up against the Titans twice a year for the next yeah. how many years. That's going to yeah. be a real joy. Yeah. Especially if they get him a halfway decent target there. But Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like Murphy. It's like what Murphy said. That's what's kind of what I've been thinking, what we've all been thinking. I mean – it's it hurts from the transfer portal right now because this is a prime time to be landing guys like that. It hurts from that same point of view if you've got our guys entering the portal, i.e. Wanya Morris that you'd really like to keep, um, five star out of Grayson. You Tennessee hasn't gotten many of those out of the last several years, so that's definitely one you'd like to keep. But if I'm in his shoes, I mean, I, I think I'm doing the same thing. I mean, you can't even you can't even guarantee that the head coach is going to be back from our administration, let alone an offensive line coach. We, we've heard about a hiring freeze and all this, but, I mean, that's obviously not true now. So, I mean, it's just – there's just smoke everywhere and none of it – none of it helps, none of it makes any sense. And you've got National Signing Day, which I, I know it's not nearly to the level that it was before the early signing period came about. But, I mean, that's still 
a lot of guys that are waiting on academics, transfers that are waiting a little bit longer. I mean, that's it's still you, you want to have things in place for when that comes around. I mean, that that that's the one time of year. I'd say that and the day the season starts are the days that you want to be absolutely certain of, of what you got. But for some reason, we just we can't get out of our own way to do that. That's that's my rant of the night, I guess, is just which it's nothing new. I mean, we we've all we're all used to it by now. But I mean, I just wish I just wish for one time the incompetence would just look the other way for a second. I mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> That's all I got for that. We kind of covered coaching there. I mean, like, like I said, I don't think – if it hasn't happened by now, I think Jeremy Pruitt's your head coach in 2021. I mean, depending on what comes out of the investigation. But like I said, I mean, if it was something serious, I, I think it would be out by now. I don't see any point in just, in just hiding it. But that's that. Y'all have anything else in the transfer portal? Any names I'm missing? I think wasn't Ty Chandler after our last show? Yeah. Didn't he yeah, go to UNC? Yesterday, two days ago. Yeah. yeah. Ty Chandler headed to UNC, complete yeah. with Sam Howell, which I'll get to later on in the show. But yeah, it's, I, I think he'll get, I mean, North Carolina's running backs, weren't they the two that didn't they each have like a thousand yards this year? I, I could so. be wrong. Yeah. I know one did, and another one was very close to it. He may have. Wasn't Weren't they the team that one running back had like 350 and the other had like 250 in one game? Like they played. Could be. Yeah, it could be. It was like in the bowl game or something, wasn't it? Or their last game of the season? I think it was against Miami. Yeah, I that's what I think. It was Miami. And they have uh, our former coach. Uh, who is our run CMG coach? Uh, Gillespie. Gillespie. Yeah, Gillespie. Yeah, they have they have our former coach as well. So there was. There was a million reasons why he would go there. Yeah, they had they had two runners with over a thousand yards this year. One of them averaged eight yards a carry. Yeah. One of them seven yards a carry. Twenty eight combined touchdowns between the two. Yeah. So he'll definitely get some touches. Yeah. Over, yeah. With both, I I don't know what year both of they are, but one one was a senior, Michael Carter, and. Vontae Williams is a junior, so if he comes back, I mean, but at the worst, I'd see Ty Chandler sliding into that second role automatically there. Oh, absolutely. An offense that was dangerous this year. North Carolina, I mean, I, I I give North Carolina credit. Mac Brown, when they hired him, I thought that was – I thought that was kind of going to be like a hire that many people thought Rick Barnes to Tennessee was going to be. When, when they hired him, I kind of thought I was like, that's – that's a job where he'll be there a couple of years, then you'll see him retire and not going to do much. But I hand up. I was definitely wrong about that one. That's – UNC looks dangerous now. I wouldn't want to mm-hmm. play him. That's all – yeah, we had him, Brandon Johnson, going to UCF. That broke yesterday. Yeah. I don't know as much about UCF these last couple of years. I know they're going to have a good quarterback next year. I can't remember his name. But – I mean, unofficial. Don't forget, they were the unofficial national champs a few yeah. years ago. So Just a couple years good. ago, won the Natty. Hang the yeah. banner. Yeah. 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 I mean, Hung a banner, had a parade and everything. Yeah. They've got stability, which we don't have now. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's one thing that stability says a lot nowadays. It really is. Brandon Johnson, uh, Ty Chandler, 
Shamberger. That was that was the last one. Sean Shamberger yeah. put apparently put his name in the portal or was going to put his name in the portal, and then I think it was the next day pulled pulled his name out. Yeah, I was going to say it was it was a quick turnaround. Like I think it was the same day. Now that I'm thinking, I think it was the same day that um all the Kevin Steele stuff went down. So that could yeah. that could have been a reason. But yeah, I kind of weird. Yeah, I kind of agree with where we saw you. I think he'll, I think he'll coach more linebackers than he will defensive backs, which I'm, I'm sure he'll say, have a say in a little bit of everything. But I, I agree with you. I, I think he'll, him and uh, Felton will be the two linebackers coaches. I would say, along with, uh, I think he'll probably, d- depending on what what I was talking about the other day with his contract situation at Auburn. I think there was some way to worry if they label him as like an analyst, they Auburn has to eat like a pretty big percentage of his contract. So it's what I, what we said at the beginning. I wouldn't get too caught up in what his official title is going to be, but I I'd, I'd say that's going to be more that when you see practice fall practice come around, who's who's he working with the most then, and on game days who's 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 he pulling aside then. I think so he might have the Bush Jones title. But yeah. way more responsibility than Butch. Yeah. If you can make a pot of black coffee, you can do more <laughs> than Butch can. So I think everybody here is qualified, honestly. <laughs> I was watching the national championship game and Butch Jones was out there, you know, coaching. I'm like, bro, sit sit down. Just stop. He wasn't coaching. He he was not coaching. I'm like <laughs> yeah, coaching. Yeah. I was like, he he he's talking to the players coming off the field. I'm like, bro, go fill up the water bottles. Like, what are you doing? That's what that's what somebody said. He is the master, and I, I thought that the last couple of years, he's the master of just finding. I, I give him credit. He puts way more effort into that than he did the last couple seasons here. But I mean, he just he's the master of finding where the camera is going to be after a big play, and he's right there. I mean, yeah. Na- Najee Harris has to be tired of him by now. I know in the national championship, <laughs> every time they showed him on the sidelines, Butch was whispering something into his ear. Harris probably doesn't even know his name. No, I mean, honestly, I think that's what we that's what we said last episode. I think he he probably turned halfway through and is like, "Who is this guy? Like, what what? So, so, why is he everywhere? How did a fan get on the field? Yeah, he's so, a traveling so, traveling journalist or something covering the team. It's, it's one of his Make a Wish children. He's wanted to be yeah. in this season. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> his, his, his dying. That's his dying wish. To talk to Najee Harris. <laughs> Honestly, uh, Lady Vols within three with two minutes and forty-five seconds left. By the way, but honestly, if you ask me, uh, our biggest loss in the transfer portal was DeAndre Johnson, our sack, our sack leader from last year. Uh, that's, that's, you just can't really replace that. And, uh, we, we were grooming him, you know, to be the next Daryl Taylor. So, uh, that, that, that's my tough loss for the year. I, I know Wanya Morris is up there, but he's not officially gone yet. I would right. say DeAndre Johnson's the biggest, uh, loss in the transfer portal. Yeah. I'd say if Morris does officially leave, I would, I would agree. But yeah, besides him, I would probably agree with that. Because Brandon Johnson, I mean, I think he's a good player, but he he didn't really – he didn't contribute much. Now, I don't know if that's more of people passing him on the depth chart, which I think is a little bit of it. But, I mean, I, he showed he was a solid player in his career. So, 
And UCF, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a decent system to go to. So I'm, I don't, I don't think there's anybody that's left that's just really made me mad yet. I mean, if if Morris leaves, uh, that'll be pretty tough. But I mean, I don't think you can fault anybody from leaving this situation right now. Right. Especially a guy like JT Shrout, who I didn't want to lose at all. I would have, I think we covered it before. I way would have rather had Maurer transfer over Shrout. But yeah. 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 We can, I mean, we, we can get into that a little bit, I guess. I didn't have many <laughs> topics written down just because, I mean, it's kind of, there's never a slow week, but it, it's kind of, besides Kevin Steele, there, there wasn't really a, just any huge news for the team next year. I mean, you've got, you've got transfers, but that's pretty normal this time of year. Mm-hmm. The, I think we talked about it last show, but it was uh, Hendon Hooker. Mm-hmm. You've got him coming in. You've got Salter. You got Harrison Bailey, and who else? Brian Maurer. You, you've got yeah. those four. As of right now, who starts Week One? Bailey. I think it's Bailey. Two Baileys. Hooker. Hooker. Hooker's Hard more experienced. Ball. I'll lean more Bailey, but I think Hooker's got a good shot. At, at beating him out just because of the experience and the the different things that he can do that Bailey can't do. If he comes in to fall camp and, and lights it up, he could he could take the job. I would hate to see it because I'm a, I'm the biggest Bailey fan there is, but it, mm-hmm. that's that's going to be tough. What salt does that look if, next to him? Yeah, I was about to say I wouldn't hate it if Caden Salter came in and made his presence known. I really wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. be like a little little Hooker Junior. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so maybe they're, a Dobbs Junior. They're, yeah. they're both. If if either one was half what Dobbs is, I think that's all you need. Yeah. Um, See, it's weird. We got like two. I mean, we got two pairs of really both styles of quarterback. You know, we got two quarterbacks that are going to be able to move, and then we got two quarterbacks that really are better just to stay in the pocket and throw it. Because that's something I noticed with Bailey last year when he played. He's not his pocket awareness was was kind of rough. Like, he was just standing there and take it. You know, he didn't move out. He didn't roll out very much. Um, so, I mean, I guess I could kind of determine the way our team's going to go. We're going to try to go with more of a scrambling quarterback or uh, stand in the pocket and, you know, launch it downfield. And back to Morris, I think, could depend on the offensive line too. What kind of line are you going to have next year? Yeah, which exactly. that'd be that's another reason it'd be nice to have an offensive line coach right now. But yeah, I guess we're in the minority of thinking that way. I mean, yeah, if if it's kind of evident you're not going to have a great line next year, which I don't think it should be bad at all. But I mean, everybody thought this year's line was going to be dominant, and they were for oh yeah a few weeks, and then we just don't know what happened after that. Yeah, but. I mean, if it's – you've got Mays coming back, both Mazes, mm-hmm. Darnell Wright, Calvert, Carvin, mm-hmm. Spragans. Is Johnson – is Johnson coming back? Everything I've seen uh, – like I've seen some projected offensive depth chart on Bleacher Report, and he's the starting left tackle on every one of them. I so thought he was I, out of eligibility. I don't know if he said anything about whether or not he will come back, but – Judging off that, I'd say he is. And well, I think, here's my question I have when it comes to the quarterback. What style of offense are we going to run? 
and by that I mean are we going to run the offense we ran this year where we run the dive twice, get to a third and long, and have to throw it, or are we going to try to be more explosive, you know, use guys' legs like Hooker and Salter? Or mm-hmm. If you want to go for the passing game, maybe you do go with Bailey. I don't know. But I do think our offense is going to have to make a change in philosophy. Now, I, I mean, obviously we all heard that all Pruitt was telling them to play conservative or whatever, play it safe. But sometimes, I mean, man, you've got to take a chance. You've got to push the ball downfield, make people respect you. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got guys like Jalen Hyde out there who can outrun just about anybody. I mean, why are you not trying to get the ball down the field to him? Mm-hmm. Or like a guy who Malachi Weidman's supposed to be, supposed to be a freak athlete, and I think he is seeing his high school take, get him the ball downfield. Just find ways to get your playmakers the ball and let your playmakers make plays, whether it be Bailey, Hooker, Salter, whoever. But I don't, that's just me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's that, that's kind of what I was saying about like just you got to find what your style is going to be. If you know you're not going to have a great line, which I don't think that should be the case, I, I could I could easily see. I think it should be Bailey starting first week. I, I tend to agree with that more, even though I love dual threat quarterbacks way way more than a pocket passer, just because. For college, especially. Yeah, this time ten years ago, I mean, you read dual threat and you thought okay, this this guy's a runner and we're going to teach him to pass. But now, yeah, I mean, this is not the case. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got guys like Salter coming in that even if he isn't the most polished passer, I mean, he can chuck it 65 yards down the field with ease. So, I mean, it's I, I just always tend to lean more towards a dual threat. But I, I would say Bailey's going to start week one, but I could easily – like y'all said, I could easily see where Hendon Hooker is – is the starter week one. And I, I could see a situation where if they struggle out at the gates, I mean, I maybe Caden Salter midway through the year. If, if we learn to change yeah. a quarterback out when they're struggling, that's another thing we've got to do. Just go ahead and add that yeah. to the list of stuff to do. But, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with all of that. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could see it going any of those ways, honestly. I wouldn't you know. Wouldn't, Salter's not going to come in and – and then sit behind and let the other two guys take the job. He's going to come in with all that swagger and confidence that he's got, and he's Mm -hmm. going to try everything he can to get that job. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if at some point, like you said, if we struggle with Bailey and or hooker and and they go to him, it would not surprise me one bit. Because it it looks like we're going to have a spring practice this year. Now I don't know what it's going to look like, but he will get that because he's, he's, I think he's playing in the state championship. Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember what day, and he's set to enroll like four days after that. He'll be playing his high school state championship and then have his first college class like four days later. I think that was David Ubbin that uh, reported that. But, I mean, yeah, I I, I could see it anyway, honestly. Uh, Speaking of – one of y'all made that note a minute ago, Malachi Weidman. I think I think Murphy liked it on Twitter earlier or his his Instagram where he uh, his first day of practice with the basketballs was today, and he's supposed to be releasing a video of it of his after practice dunks or something. So, I mean, I don't know how much he'll that's play this year. Team needs one more athlete. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a team that's we don't have much athleticism really. It's just a bunch of uh, 
space play and shoot threes. That's what I always say. <laughs> I don't I don't know if he gets in the game much this year, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's you're never gonna complain when you've got a guy like that 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 just is gonna come over from the football field and just he can suit up and hit his head on the rim. I mean, that's those aren't just a dime a dozen, but yeah, I could see that. And I, another story out of uh, 24-7 sports, they have their um, – I think it's their weekly, like, national podcast they do, which the Tennessee guys do one too, but they have, like, their national recruiting. They were um, – I know they were discussing Caden Salter on there, and they told a story about this past summer, I believe it was. It was in a four on – or a seven-on-seven camp. He – um. He went out for the coin toss to start the game, and there was like another quarterback there that's signed to USC now. I think he's a four star. Salter, like they said, Salter didn't know who he was. Went out there, like shook hands, talked to him, and then said uh, he was going to show him what a four star quarterback really looked like. So it doesn't sound like he's sure on confidence at all. I'll, I'll have I'll have to find the link to that and send it to you. But that was if he can back it up. I mean, I. I'll take that all day long. If you can – if Tennessee can't win the physical edge, then go for the mental edge, man. Get, get in people's heads. And if you got somebody like that that not lacking confidence at this age, I mean, if he can come in and command the huddle, which was something I know Bailey said Bailey struggled with early on, I'll, I'm all for it. Something this team needs is somebody that's going to come in with that that confidence and that – that thought process of, okay, I'm, I know I'm the best on this field and I'm going to make everybody else around me the best. I need you all to bring it because I'm bringing it. Because yeah. that's something this team hadn't had. I mean, I know you've got those guys like Trey Smith and your your older, you know, senior players that have been leaders. But after Juwan left, you haven't had anybody. I mean, I know it's been a year, but there's not really anybody on this team that's got that – I don't really know what to call it, that dog in him, if you will. Yeah. And I feel like Salter's going to bring that with him and then that's going to be a plus – uh, to the whole team, not just the offense. So somebody that's going to say when when it's when it's a struggle, get just get me the ball and I'll I'll go make a play. Yeah. And even though Josh Dobbs wasn't loud, cocky, anything like that, I mean that's a lot of that was how he played. I mean there was that play against Northwestern in the bowl game where he, we weren't we were up by a lot, but it was just the point of get him the ball and he's just going to go make a play. He he there was a bad snap, picked it up and just ran around the edge and like it was nothing, like a 30-yard score. I mean, it's just some people, no matter how good of an athlete you are, you just – some people just don't don't have that. Just the get me the ball. I mean, that was that was the play Jawan against South Carolina that oh God. really got us all. I mean, we had a little momentum right then, but it was just throw it up and he's going to go get it. I mean, mm-hmm. he took, took a shot, hit the brick wall, and it doesn't even affect him. Now – Jawan's insane too. I mean, that's why they call him the dog. I mean, he he would bark at people in the meeting rooms, from what we've heard. But so he <laughs> he took a dog, very literal. But I mean, that's that's what you want, and that's. I mean, look at the results: eight and five to three and seven. I'm not saying that's all one man, but some somebody that can step up and say, "Hey, this ain't gonna happen. Not on not on my watch. It's not." I mean, that's that's something. That's something you've got to have. I don't care if he's a five-star or a two-star. You've got to have somebody that, that's a playmaker that can do that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. That was all 
I had there. Um, how long we've we been going? It's been about thirty minutes. It's gonna be a shorter show tonight. I think we normally we normally aim for an hour. I think we went an hour and fifteen last time, which it didn't didn't seem like yeah. that at all. We can get into the last thing I had here. It was if you could pick any player from next year that's returning from any team all, all across the country, who would you pick and who would you insert into next year's next year's team? I'll start it off. You want me to, or somebody else? If somebody else well, has, one. I want to start just so nobody steals mine because I feel okay. like mine's super <laughs> obvious. Um, obviously, everybody intensely wants him, but give me Eric Gilbert. I mean, obviously, you know, the former five-star tight end, five, uh, high school teammates with Harrison Bailey. I mean, why would you not want him? I mean, the dude's a freak. I watched him when he was at Marietta. I watched him at LSU. Uh, some kind of playmaker like that. Not, to, I mean, it doesn't hurt either that, like I said, he played high school ball with Bailey. But we were lacking playmaking skills at the tight end position. Now, you could say some of that went back to the quarterback play. But, I mean, look at our depth chart at tight end. There's no no game changer. And I think Gilbert could be a game changer just as how his size, uh, athletic ability. Give me Eric Gilbert. In the whole process of me thinking about that, of all these players, I'm embarrassed. I never once thought of Eric Gilbert. I don't know why, but he just complete, just completely slipped my mind. I don't know how that happened. I don't know. I guess, I guess just because I, I haven't seen him that much, really. And he's just, I don't know, LSU had a down year, maybe. Maybe that's why I didn't think of him. But, yeah, that's a solid pick. Murphy, was that your pick, too? I saw your face after he said that. It, it was one of the ones I had considered, but I've got I've got more, so, so don't worry. I got it. Sweet. Who you got? I didn't have anyone else. I couldn't think of anybody. So that's <laughs> So I've I've got two. I've got one on either side of the ball, and I'll go, I'll go more defense because I think we might have a couple more offensive guys just looking at things. Give me a guy that when he was in uh, in the I think it was the class of 2019, might have been 18. I can't remember. Really, really wanted him. Five star receiver. Give me George Pickens. Give me that dude on the outside. A guy that I think would just fit a need. At, at Tennessee, that big-bodied receiver that's got everything you want in a receiver, speed, the ability to go up and high point the ball, he's going to catch anything around him. I mean, we've seen all the ridiculous catches he's made on the sidelines in the end zone. Randy Moss and dudes over the top. I mean, he's just got it all. And I think you pair him up with Jalen Hyatt, who's got speed to burn. We've talked about him and, and the other guys that are on the team at receiver. Put a good quarterback back there, hopefully a, a, a better – year for Bailey or whoever's going to play Hooker Salter. And I think you you have an offense, not necessarily that one receiver is going to make the, the difference, but sort of like an Eric Gilbert where just a playmaker that can come in and, and change the, the whole scope of the offense. So uh, give me George Pickens. Oh, I, I said I was going to go defense, and I went offense, didn't I? I go both. I don't care either way. Okay, my bad. I, I, I guess I really wanted Pickens. I, I looked at Pickens uh, too, and I, I, was, I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a solid pick. I, I guess I was subconsciously really wanting him defensively. Guy out of Marietta, Eric Gilbert Harrison Bailey's former teammate, give me B.J. Ojolari from LSU. Yep. Need a guy off the edge. Yeah. Consistently get to the pass uh, quarterback, 
Um, give, give me Ojolari. I won't go into in depth with him because I rambled with picking. So my bad on that one. <laughs> You're fine. I'll go. I guess I'll go next. Um, I went more of y'all went playmakers, which I like, but I went more of last season coming in. The question mark was quarterback. This year coming in, a big question is going to be quarterback. So. I'm just tired of the question marks back there, I guess. So I'm I'm getting a guy that's the furthest thing from that, I think. I want and we mentioned his team earlier, but I want Sam Howell out of North Carolina. I mean, he he had a down year this year. And I know he's still I've still got it pulled up here. He had a down year from twenty nineteen and he still threw for thirty touchdowns to seven interceptions. Yeah. Down year. Yeah. For a North Carolina offense, that was insane. I mean, they – North Carolina, a lot of what – I don't want to say holding them back because we talked about – I mean, I think they're on the rise very quickly. So, I don't want to say hold them back, but I think that was more defensive issues. Their offense, I mean, I was going to say was as good as anybody in the country, but that Alabama offense was – I've never seen anything like it. So, I'll hold off on that comparison. But besides them, I mean, I think North Carolina, Ohio State – I mean, I, you're a very close second there. And, I mean, you're, you're, he's at North Carolina. I mean, that's you're, – you're fighting for Clemson players there. Imagine what Sam Howell could do with Jalen Hyatt. And, I mean, I'm sure Josh Palmer's gone now, but we've got playmakers everywhere. We've got a good running back. So, I just – I went with eliminating the question mark early on and just – Give me Sam Howell because everything I've seen from him since he's been in college is ridiculous. I mean, I, I've still got his stats pulled up. He went 2019, which he was his freshman year, 61% completion, which for a freshman, 61%, that, that's, that's solid. He threw for 3,600 yards, 38 touchdowns, and seven interceptions with a – 160 passer rating and then this year in what was considered a down year 68 percent completion which is higher he threw for about 60 less yards and eight less touchdowns still seven interceptions and his passer rating was nearly 180 i mean that's that's something that's something tennessee hasn't had since i mean dobbs was dobbs was solid Tyler Bray was solid. He was kind of wild. I mean, have we had somebody that's putting up numbers like that consistently like he is since? I mean, Casey Clawson maybe? Not even close. Yeah, and, yeah, Clawson, I don't even think his numbers were in terms of like passing yards. I don't think it was even close to that. I could be wrong. He could have had a year that was like that. But, yeah, I mean, as soon as I thought of that topic to talk about, I mean, I looked at other ones. I looked at – um what was Murphy's? I looked at Pickens' um, defense at the time. I guess I'll I guess I'll count this. I'm not going to get too specific with it, but I was going to go Dylan Moses, even though I mean he's going pro next year. But when I was thinking of this, he hadn't officially announced. He officially announced like 30 minutes after I thought of it. I would have went Dylan Moses just because you struggle at linebacker and you need a cover linebacker. And I mean Dylan Moses does it all at linebacker. He's He's everything you want back there. So that would have went my pick defensively, but he's going pro now. So give me Sam Howard, give me death. <laughs> well, uh, for me, 
Uh, I was going to go Eric Gilbert or Darnell Washington with uh, Sawyer, so that was good that you went first. Uh, my second pick, I had two choices, uh, either Tank Bixby or DJ Ugilalele. Y'all going to have to help me with That's that That's close one. enough. Yeah. I couldn't do any better. Uh, it looks like Clemson has got another superstar quarterback in the making. Um, something that, you know, we're all jealous of. Uh, and Tank's, Tank Bigsby had a hell of a year at Auburn. So, uh, either either one of those for me, uh, I would probably go with DJ uh, just – for a proven quarterback, which is something we haven't had since uh, uh, Loco, Tyler Bray. So that's where, that's where I go with. I like that. Oh. I looked at, yeah, I looked at him too. Mine's short and sweet and a little different. Um, I'm going with the D-line. That's all, all of mine were D-line. My first two choices were Marvin Wilson with FSU and Darius Steele's with West Virginia. Um, both both just studs that are con- going to control the line of scrimmage, um, but both of them declared for the draft, so that's kind of makes them ineligible for this little little segment. But um, I went and looked a little more. Kayvon Thibodeau. I yeah. think I think we've gotten a lot of momentum as far as our linebackers go, um, and we got the talent in the secondary. So we need. I, I think we need a stud on the D line that is going to control the line of scrimmage from tackle to tackle. That's going to help us shut down the run game with Henry T, but then can also put pressure on the quarterback and that'll take some stress off the secondary. Um, so that's what I went with. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau with Oregon. Yeah. I watched them play uh, USC in the Pac-12 championship game. And it was like every play he was in the backfield. Like they yeah. could not block him whatsoever. Yeah. He, so, he's he was the number one player in like what 2019? Yeah, something like that. I think so. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a five star. He's looking every bit of it too. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's what I that's what I got. I think that's all solid picks. I think we I think we're recruiting coordinators. <laughs> I don't get paid. We don't get paid to, but I think we did just just a good enough job. I hope uh what's his face? Andy isn't watching this. He's, oh, he's, he's the number one recruiter. He might claim it. We'll, we'll yeah. fight him. I've, I've taken <laughs> anybody in this group over him. I've seen his like, Guys, we definitely get the credit, right? Yeah. Like if Gilbert shows up at Knoxville tomorrow, check him check and call it first. Credit credit yeah. at Sawyer Turnbow. Yeah. <laughs> call, it call it first. I'm sure we'll get Sam Howell, too. I'm sure he's looking for a change of scenery. Yeah, oh, yeah, especially since uh, Hooker just transferred. Yeah, this yeah, that'd be a sport move. He just craves <laughs> he just craves competition. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, we were in on Sam Howell in high school too. That's that's what kills me. Apparently, we didn't want him. I don't know how true that is, but I mean, he I know he's a Florida State commit, but I remember back then it was Florida State, Tennessee, North Carolina may have been in on it right then, but I feel like there I don't was think they were in the picture much until Mac Brown got there. Right. Right. It was Florida State there for a while that when it became clear Tennessee was kind of out, I, I, it was Florida State. But, I I mean, with our quarterback situation, I, I don't know how you – that, that would have mean, meant we took Brian Maurer over him. 
Mauer's going into what his third year. Yeah, Sam Howell's going into his yeah. third year. I mean, good choice. Look yeah. at quarterbacks that we didn't get that we could have got. Michael Penix. Yeah. Penix. Penix. Trevor Lawrence. Sam Howell. I mean, which I well, I don't know that we would have got Sam Howell, but from every indication, Trevor Lawrence wanted to come to Tennessee until Butch basically told him, "No, nah, we're good." We got yeah. Garantano. That in like when they were doing the Heisman presentation, they showed Trevor Lawrence in a Peyton Manning jersey. Yeah, I times. That. yeah. Like he wears 16 because of Peyton Manning. You're telling me that man didn't want to come play here? Great job, Butch. That's yeah. Where you get the yeah. Big butt. <sighs> yeah. Man, it hurts. It hurts to think about stuff like that, but you yeah, have man. to. That's He's building with the wrong bricks. Even back to yeah, I mean, even back to um, who was the Florida quarterback? Will Greer. Will Greer was a solid quarterback throughout his career. He, yeah. he loved Tennessee. Yeah, and we just just didn't go after him for whatever reason. I just then I he, don't I don't understand that. Then he gashed us in that opening game. What year? Twenty seventeen. Oh, we played him down in Charlotte or eighteen. Yeah, with uh, eighteen. Okay. First game, for yeah, Pruitt. yeah, 2018. Yeah, we got absolutely gashed. I just don't, I mean, it's more of me on my soapbox here talking, but if I'm a coach, I'm taking two quarterbacks every year. I don't care if yeah. I've got Trevor Lawrence as the starter, that even after his freshman year, you know, you got two more years of him. I don't care. I, I'm bringing in two quarterbacks every year that I want. That, that if, that way you can get one that, that 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 protects you. You can get one that's if he's highly rated and he wants to come here, fine. And then you do your pick. Like the Mauer over Sam Howell, we just didn't want we wanted Mauer over him, even though I know Sam Howell is higher rated too. Take the higher rated guy and then get your guy too and see how it turns out. One because I mean you're 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 not gonna be able to avoid transfers nowadays anyway. I mean, people transfer all the time. If if Worst case scenario, if somebody's transferring like that, that means you found your guy. Then, I mean, that's so I'd, I'll get off my soapbox again. But hey, one guy I'm glad we didn't get is uh, Tate Martell. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's uh, he's him on uh, what's it called? Uh, QB uh, one on Netflix. Yeah, and then just all the drama he's had. Yeah, he, I, I, the only reason I thought about him is I saw a tweet not long before we got on, and he's coming back to Miami. He did, he opted out of this year, and now he's coming back. So he'll probably think he's going to be the starter, but he'll probably we'll do some opt out again, sit we'll out again because he's not starting. Yeah, well, we'll see how long that lasts. Mm-hmm. Never. Did he move to receiver? Is he still playing quarterback? He's still to be, from what I've heard. He's trying to be. Yeah, I think he he switched to receiver for a while and then he opted out. But like I know the article said, quarterback Tate Martell returns to Miami. So did he, I, was he, I don't know he what he's doing. Guy, I think they said it on that show. Did he ever lose a game in high school? No, no, he didn't. He played it like the best, pretty much the best Gorman. high school in the nation. Yeah, Bishop Gorman at the time. Yeah, yeah, Bishop four Gorman. years, four four chance, yeah. I like QB one. I hope they they're bringing it back, aren't they, for another season? I, I hope. Thought, I hope thought so. I read they were. I've been waiting on it to 
come out. How many yeah, sequels have they done? Two or three so far? I think they've done three. Three, I think. Yeah, they did. The first year was Martell and Fromm. The second year was um, Justin Fields and somebody. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields, Real Mitchell was one. And then the third year, well, Real Mitchell may have been the third year. Third year, the headliner was uh, that Hartman kid for Wake Forest. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I done three seasons. The same year as Fields. Who is? I thought Hartman was in the same year as Fields. He may have been, honestly. I can't even remember. I, I think it's – oh, yeah, 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 because the third year was uh, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Him and uh, some dude from Lance LeJohn or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Went to Maryland. Uh, yeah. Who was the other one? Uh, Nick Scalzo. Yeah, Kentucky yeah. kid. Yeah. Okay, yeah, second year. Second year was Fields, Hartman, and Mitchell. Mitchell. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I hope they bring that. Season season four. I thought, yeah, I thought I read. It says there's going to be a season four. Which, who knows when that will come out. Uh, all the COVID. According to reports, it looks like Alabama's Bryce Young, Florida's Anthony Richardson, and Georgia's Carson Beck will be the three quarterbacks Cameron will follow. That's a solid That's group. This article says. It's from yeah. August. Yeah. So, I can't find when it's going to be released, but. Oh, uh, storyline more. That's oh, it's 2020. Okay. Um, I How bet a lot of that released? got backed August. up with COVID. I bet a lot of it's got. Oh, yeah. The filming got. The oh, yeah. schedule got screwed up. So, yeah. I'm glad they're still making it, though. I, yeah, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that series. Especially when I've watched all of Last Chance U now, and they're switching to basketball, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah, I kind of wish they would have split with football. Yeah, why they do a separate show for basketball? Yeah, make one for each. Do do football, yeah. baseball, and but uh, uh, one about JUCO. Yeah. Or one about JUCO baseball would be hilarious. I mean, that, that would be oh, so yeah. fun. That's that's a money maker, and they're sitting on it, and they don't even know they are right now. That would be hilarious. Yeah, just just make one for each sport. That's it can't be that much of a budget to mm-hmm. do one, I wouldn't think. I mean, you, it's a camera crew at each at each school, but I mean, there's not. I don't think there's that much more production that would go into it, from what I've seen. Who was your favorite coach, Stevens, Brown, or what was the last guy? Beam, um, Coach Beam, John Beam. Yeah, yeah the, I think so. My favorite, definitely not Brown. I hated Brown. Go ahead. Mine might have been Jason Brown. I don't know. It might have been. I didn't like him. I was going to say that. I didn't like Come him really. Come on, bro. But I didn't – I hated Buddy Stevens. I couldn't stand Buddy Stevens. I and the, and the, third, the third guy was just kind of odd. I mean, he didn't really – I didn't think he yeah. had anything. He just kind of weirded me out a little bit. I don't know. He's really laid back. Yeah, I don't – well, see, that's the thing. He kind of acted laid back, but then, like, that was a big thing that some of the players were mad about was like the, I don't think they were mad, but like the Jersey number thing, like they didn't get to pick yeah. the number or something like, I don't know. He, he put off like that. He was kind of laid back, but then you're doing stuff like that where like the players can't even pick their numbers. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I didn't like Jason Brown really, but. It was I good TV. Did at the same time. So. <laughs> he was pretty funny. He was, Granted, he did a lot of things that, um, 
probably shouldn't have been done, shouldn't have been said. But uh, right. I mean, I don't know. I they kind of pulled. Like, how do you go from? I think they lost like one game the first year that they were there at ICC, and then the next year they were like a Tennessee dumpster fire. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like they yeah. did a. They did a. Oof. That's the thing with a guy like him. If you if you're not winning, you're not going to be there long because you're no. you're already giving people reasons not to like you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay the fact of him calling a kid or telling a kid that he was his new Hitler. Obviously, you yeah. can't do that. Like yeah. that, that shouldn't have to be said. Like, but you better. How do you not? So do you not think, think about like that? that? If if you're winning championships, I think they probably not not saying one way or another that they should or shouldn't. But if you're winning championships, maybe that's something that they kind of look at and are like, because we all know it's a business. Let it slide, yeah, yeah. That's that's something that's hey, you know, here's some hush money for the kid. Go apologize. Now go win more games. But when you do that after a. Well, I think they went like two and eight, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and you've already given a lot of the older people in the town a reason not to like you. Yeah, I mean, you – at his peak, I liked Jason Brown, but I don't know. I, I understand why you don't like him, D. Scott. I'd never – I hate him. I'd never see any somebody that didn't like him and be like, yeah, I don't I don't understand that. Like, I, I get why people don't like him. Especially, like, like being – having been a coach and I know it's not a college coach but or haven't haven't been a coach and a player having somebody like that is just it, it would piss me off yeah so bad and it's all I'm about pro, like, anything done it's different styles too like that's that's the yeah thing. Like, that's why you, that's why if you're hiring a coach nowadays as much as their football knowledge and acumen all of that comes into it you got to see if they're a people person I mean you you mm-hmm. just because especially nowadays, like, I mean, there's some people you yell at them and they'll they'll shut down. There's some people that the only way they'll ramp up is if you yell at them. So I, I definitely, I definitely understand why you we you wouldn't like him though. I'm glad Murphy did agree with me though. I thought I was gonna be the only one that liked Jason Brown. <laughs> no, definitely not. Buddy, Buddy Stevens. I don't know. He just he just seems so fake all the time to me. I don't know. Yeah. Man. And just yeah. just never would let up on on people like he. Mm-hmm. I think he he thought he was Nick Saban in his own mind, but he mm-hmm. doesn't understand like. You you can't just win and be Nick Saban. Like the reason he's so successful is he he knows how to deal with different personalities like that. Hey, my favorite person is the the counselor from EMCC. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, be wag. Yeah, yeah. Her and uh, Ollie, Ronald Ollie. Yeah. I love that. Man, yeah. it, he's so mad. He – so he made it. Like, he was on um, – he Raiders. was on the Raiders. Yeah. And while they were on Hard Knocks. Yeah. And, like, he had this very minor injury. And that's – ultimately, that's why he got cut because he wasn't yeah. practicing. He's a rookie. And he sat out of most of the practices, you know, just on that bike, just halfway pedaling. I'm like, bro, you need to earn your spot right now. Like, stop being lazy. Because, and and the only reason I thought that is because you saw him in last chance. You, you know, you could tell he did kind of have that in him. Yeah. If he wanted, you know, he he was gonna go when he wanted to go. But I was like, bro, what are you doing right now? And 
I don't know if he's with anybody right now or not. But last up, he may have. I thought I heard something about the Canadian League with him. Now that could have been somebody else. That that I could have just pulled that up out of nowhere. But I thought yeah. that's what I heard. Yeah. Ollie, um, what was the second season of Mississippi? Um, they had a uh, Tim Bonner. Tim Bonner. Yeah, the end. I love Tim Bonner. Mm-hmm. Who was the lineman? Chauncey Rivers. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State. From Georgia. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started out at Georgia, then went to Mississippi State after last chance you. Yeah. But you know, that Dakota Allen, I'm pretty sure he's with the Jaguars. Yeah, he, he did really well. He's a special yeah. team guy, I think. But hey, Didn't he get drafted? I think he did. Yeah, he got drafted. So. I know we had so many last chance U fans and QB1 fans in here. I should have known. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, we yeah. all live and breathe college football, so that was dumb for me. But yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. I'm, I I'm out of series to watch now that The Office is off Netflix. I think I'm going to restart uh, Friday Night Lights. See, I've never watched it before. I hope the yeah, basketball. I'm going to restart that too. Yeah. I hope basketball is as good as football was. I just, I just, I love, I love college basketball. I love Tennessee, but I just, I can't get into it like college football. College baseball would yeah. be hilarious. I mean, yeah. it, it, you, I, I mean, I feel most, like most people in Knoxville feel the same way because despite how good our basketball team is, you know what headline one's number going to, uh, number one's going to be most of the time. So yeah. you know where the money's at. Yeah, especially somewhere like a JUCO. I think that's why JUCO baseball would be so hilarious because the the little bit of money that JUCOs do have are going to football and basketball. Mm-hmm. And I mean, seeing seeing JUCO programs close by here, it it would just I know it would be hilarious of all the crappy facilities there are, every everything like that. It would. It would. That's part of the reason I liked Indy a little bit better than EM, EMCC. At, at points, I had I had things I liked better about each one, but the EMCC. I mean, it, it was it was kind of a D one program around those parts. I mean, they they've got the facilities, everything. Yeah, that's that's what I liked about Indy a little bit better. I thought it was more like representing what more like real juco was yeah for sure you probably you know that better than anybody d scott around being around athletic programs like that which what is rad yeah um radford's division one. Oh, they are yeah we're division one we're in the big south um okay. i thought they were d2 so we're nah it's this is one of the smaller schools um I mean, we're pretty good. We don't have a football team, and we'll never get a football team. But um, no, we're pre- we were pretty good at basketball. You know, Carly Jones at Louisville. He was at um, Radford for a couple years, and I mean, he tore it up here too. But um, soccer, baseball, and softball are hit and miss um, as far as how good we do. Everything's really kind of rebuilding right now. So we were actually we were supposed to be on ESPNU tonight, but it got canceled because of COVID or postponed because of COVID. Yeah. So, yeah, we were in there with uh, Liberty and Liberty and Coastal, and then they both left because they were typically a lot better than us. 
Yeah. Yeah. This year. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool getting, I mean, work for division one athletics, something different, you know, get paid to basically watch sports. So I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether you like the sport or not, you're getting paid to watch it. So. Right. I'll watch badminton for a check. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So you get, you know, you get all the free t-shirts and stuff like that. They'll feed you every once in a while and, you know, the championship shirts and hats and all that. So it's pretty fun. And you get to see all the athletes. I got to see Carly. Um, I know Tennessee basketball had a transfer to Campbell, I think. I forgot what his name is, but Campbell's in the Big South. So they come yeah, I'm, I remember who you're talking about. I can't remember yeah. what his name was, though. Um, so we get to see him and, you know, other people like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that was about all I had for tonight. I think I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to think of more segments like the adding a player. I like doing stuff like that, especially yeah, on for weeks sure. like this when there's not much. We'll have to think of more stuff like that. I'm trying to get down to Knoxville for baseball this year. I wanted to go last year, and then COVID kind of screwed that. So I'm yeah. supposed to be if they're allowing media this year i'm supposed to be getting another pass for that i think but who, who knows if that's going to happen or not yeah that that was something i was going to say too tony vitello best coach on ut's campus sorry yep. i do i do love barnes do love him but uh baseball they're still projected that was tony vitello trey wallace reported this i think they had vitello on uh the knoxville radio up there today um they're still on schedule to start february 19th all-conference schedule is the same. Um, right now, they've got 55 games scheduled. So, as of right now, they're they're full go, good to go. I know there was some discussion this last week among, like, the ADs for the baseball programs. I know there was discussion about doing what football did and doing conference only just to cut down on travel. But as of – I hope they don't, but as of right now, as of right now, they're still good to go, full 55, non-conference conference. So, That's good. you know, if I have any free time, I'll be making the trip up there. Yeah. Now, we all we, we all got to figure out if they do, we're going to meet up. Yeah, go, if y'all are up there. Go see, go see a series or something or a yeah. couple. Because, I mean, tickets really aren't that expensive to those. You know, no, baseball, softball. No, they're, they're less than 10 bucks, I think. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. cheap. So, but even, even if they're not doing media this year – all that stuff, or if they're limited it very heavily, I'm I'm sure I'll be up there for a time. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, because the the media section up there where I sat last year, I mean it's they they've got the press box up there. I didn't go up in the press box though. I just they've got like a media section right below it where you're still kind of in the stands. And I like me personally, I love when I go to a ballpark like that. I like hearing the fans. I like hearing the crack of the bat. Mm-hmm. So, I I didn't really want to be in the press box. It was cold start of the season for the first few games against Wright State. That was one of the – that was one of the coldest experiences I've had. But, yeah, like you said, anytime – if I'm covering sports, I could care less. Yeah. I'll do that on the face of the sun. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, coming soon, guys. If you're tuned in, coming soon, we will have checkerboard check-in. You'll, you'll see the guys at uh, Lindsey Nelson Stadium sometime right. this year, for sure. We'll do, pre- we'll do special pregame segments, and then we'll do uh, segments during the game, you know, 
each person will have the phone for one inning apiece. D. Scott will run on the field with his shirt off. One hundred percent. We'll 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 do some kind of fan interaction, something like that. Yeah. This many retweets, like, this many views on the live video. I'll paint myself. I'll yeah. paint myself up. I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We'll go down there <laughs> because they hold the uh, they hold the media availability in the weight room after the games. So it was cool getting to go down there last year. But we'll we'll do something. This this many retweets will uh we'll see if D Scott yeah. can press this much weight, something like that. <laughs> Probably get kicked out, but we'll see. Bring it on. Bring it on. But that's all I've got. Y'all got anything to close us out? Anything we missed? Um, anybody got any picks of the week? Oh, yeah, I forgot picks of the week. Um, Cleveland Browns, Browns Chiefs. Chiefs this week. Browns are a team of destiny. I'm calling it now. I'm sure I won't get humbled. I like it. I like I'm sure, it. I'm, I'm sure I won't get humbled at all by this time next week when the Chiefs hang 50 <laughs> on the Browns. But as of right now, everybody's dogging the Browns. The Steelers are still dogging the Browns. I'm not even a Browns fan, despite what Baker Mayfield did to Neyland Stadium that one time. I love Baker Mayfield. So I'm yeah, I'm all aboard the Brown train. Right? Dude, I, I was so in shock watching that game, just the way it started. Then to be up like was like twenty eight to nothing. Yeah, and then I, I thought they win, but nothing like that. I was at work. Oh my gosh! That, and it was seven nothing, fourteen yeah. nothing, twenty one, twenty eight. It was yeah. That was wild. So, yeah. my, I'm gonna go Rams over Green Bay because I don't like Green Bay. So same here. Ramsey over Adams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, I'm not a Green Bay fan either. Yeah, so I'm going Rams over Green Bay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, my pick is I think Saints are minus three at home um, this week. Uh, go ahead. Three and over versus Tom Brady this this year. Uh, Saints cover the three and uh, take it to Green Bay for the NFC Championship. I like that pick. Saints minus three, you said? Yep. Yeah. I've, I've already given my lock, but, yeah, that's a solid one. Kansas City, when it opened, they opened it a 10-point favorite. So, hammer the Browns. I think they're going I'm, – I'm taking Browns' money line, but they'll cover at least. They'll cover at least. It's the year of the Browns. I would love to see the Browns on the Super Bowl. Oh, I would, too. Browns, Browns, so Bills. Nice. Browns, well, wait, no, they're both AFC, aren't they? Yeah, they still like the AFC championship. Yeah, I'd like just always see it in the Super Bowl though. What's well, like yeah. I told I told dad, like it's weird, it's wild that two of the worst teams from the past couple of decades now have a chance at the AFC championship and going to the Super Bowl. If it weren't for the Titans, I'd be a huge Bills fan. I was I was Colts growing up just because they had Peyton, but since mm-hmm. he left, I don't I really have no connection to the Colts. So I'd Top three, I'd go Titans, Bills. Then I'd probably go Bears just because I hate the Packers that much. Yep. Three teams. I think I'd have to go break your heart at all. Panthers, Browns, Saints. Or Panthers, Browns, Titans, Saints. Yeah. That'd be my other four. Yeah. That's a solid group. I'd throw I'd throw the Saints in there. Probably the Panthers too. Yeah, I mean the Saints are I like them. All right. The yeah, Panthers, they're close and that's the first place I ever got to see a game. So that's kind of got a special 
special place. So right. I always like seeing the Panthers do good. Right. Well, book those locks the weekend. They're not going anywhere. I'll face it. I'll face the music when Kansas City hangs 50 on them. But <laughs> you're, not, you're, you're not living if you don't pick the underdog, in my opinion. That's right. Unless you're picking the Saints. That's a good pick, Keenan. If, oh, yeah. If a vol is on the team, vol for life's on the team, that – Two. Yeah. Two. That'll, that'll – Callaway. That'll work. Conquest Callaway. Yeah, total. Where's a jumper at nowadays? Was it jumper with the Saints? It, it was amazing that he made an NFL roster in the first place, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, he, he played for the Saints a little bit. I don't know where he's at now, but, yeah, I would have never picked Colton Jumper to be in the league. Props to him, though. Oh, yeah. Jumper. Well, yeah, I never thought he was that great. No, no. he. Oh, my main memories of Colton Jumper, he was uh, the back of his jersey chasing um, – Florida slot receivers down. So, but yep. he was the best we had then. I'm not going to hate on him. Well, that's all I had. Guess we'll wrap up now. See you guys next week, Thursday, 7 30 Eastern, 6 30 Central. We'll be back. I think the whole crew will be here probably. D Scott, you, you think you will? Oh, I'll be traveling. I could probably get on. We'll probably okay. be in the hotel room. Okay, you're good. Yeah, I, I think I can make it work. Gotcha. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Thanks for checking in. That's episode three. Sounds good. See you. Later, boys. Y'all take it easy, fellas. See you guys.